Bon Jovi sings, We Weren't Born to Follow. But it seems like in this text, Paul would disagree with that. <laughs> you know, honestly, as much as I love some of that good old rock and roll, uh, a lot of what those guys wrote about and said was dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually see that in Romans chapter 13 today. You're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Junior. And I'm Scott. And we'll jump right into this. I think it's your okay, turn to start. One. You bet. Uh, we got a long one today. No, Is it's it, very, uh, very short. Very short. So, oh, yeah, man. No kidding. It's only 14 verses. Yeah. So we can talk a lot. That's right. There we go. All right. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. What if it's a governing authority we didn't vote in? Oh, yeah. What if it's somebody (laughs) we didn't vote for? That's right. Uh, What if it's somebody that we feel is very corrupt? Or what if it's a governing body that is spending tax dollars in a way that we think is terrible or wasteful or immoral? Yeah. What about them? Yeah. What if uh, what if it's a governing authority that we think is practicing injustice? What yeah. about them? Well, you know, it's interesting here is Paul is writing this when the governing authority would later put Christians to death. In would fact, later, Nero, like, yeah, would later put Nero him to death. is the governing authority, and he put Paul to death. Nero <laughs> set fire to Rome, blamed it on the Christians. Nero was a emperor who would light his parties by putting Christian soaking Christians in gat or in oil, um, impaling them and then using them as torches yeah. at his parties. This is the guy th- that Paul wrote this under. And if we think that there's corruption, whether it's here in America or in other countries, which there are, there yeah. definitely is oh, nothing like th- that, like was going on in these, it wasn't just Rome. It was also these little sub-governments underneath Rome that were ruling, in fact, who who the Israelites were having to answer to, or, well, of course, there it's right there in Rome. And you talk about injustices. Yes, there's injustices going on around the world today. Nothing in comparison to the injustices in the Roman world. Yeah. And yet, Paul says, regarding their government, that's far worse than just about any government on earth today, everyone must submit to governing authorities. And why? For all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. Mm. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. Now, I used to use this a lot when I I used to do a lot of uh, preaching to high schoolers and middle schoolers. And I would talk about this a lot, that God's given you your parents, and rebellion against your parents is rebellion against God. And I talked about how serious it is. But a lot of the reasons why high schoolers, middle schoolers become rebellious against their parents is because they first learn it and see it in their parents. So let's make sure that we're models. Well, here's what'll bite. Here's what'll bite, especially if you're on your way to work. You want to honor God today? Honor your boss. Yep. Because in so doing, you're honoring God. Exactly. So for the authorities, do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. And again, he's giving a general principle here because we do know that authorities have done a lot of harm to people who are doing right, including to Paul. Would you like to live without the fear of authorities? Do what is right, and they will honor you. <laughs> I'm sorry. This just made me think of I was driving up to camp, and my wife is a faster driver than I am. Yeah. And I'd actually drive slower because my truck gets far better gas mileage when I drive the exact speed limit. So I just put it, put it at 70, hit cruise control, and I'm, I just go up to camp. Nicole will drive. We'll just put faster than that. <laughs> so she's in the truck, and at the first, like, 10 minutes, she's like, come on, come on. I want to get up there. I'm just like, just chill out. But just enjoy the journey, baby. We're, we're good. And uh, about half hour later, we passed by a cop. She's like, cop! And I looked at her and I said, I live a very different life than you. <laughs> <laughs> just make me think of this verse. <laughs> just do what's right. You don't have to live in fear. 
Uh, so do what is right and they will honor you. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good. But if you are doing wrong, of course, you should be afraid for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. So you must submit to them not only to, pun to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. You know, and it was a great thing that Paul was writing this to the Christians because the Christians then became model citizens in Rome. And even though they were later heavily persecuted, they really couldn't lay a charge against them that would stick because everybody could see, even though they're being persecuted, these people are good citizens. They're good neighbors. Yeah, good we have people like, around. Was that, I think it was um, Pliny the Elder wrote about that, about, mm -hmm. you know, a guy who had, was like investigating the Christians and wrote back to the emperor and said, they're just great people. Yeah, I can't find anything wrong with them. So verse five, so you must submit to them not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. All right, verse six. Oh, pay your taxes too for these same reasons. Of course, Jesus taught that. Uh, for government workers need to be paid. They are serving God in what they do. Give the DMV <laughs> serving God in what they do? I well, I agree with this. Uh, yeah, but well, they are. They, <laughs> they may, you know, they they are, but they are definitely not. Often they are <laughs> not doing it of their own accord, as we would say. Give to everyone that you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Be model citizens. That's what he's saying. Go ahead and take over verse 8. Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. For the commandments say you must not commit adultery, you must not murder, you must not steal, you must not covet. These and other such commandments are summed up in this one commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to others, so love, fulfill the require, love fulfills the requirements of God's law. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I just had a conversation with this with uh, Brian, our executive pastor, about, you know, we coming up with some staff rules because our staff is getting to be so big. And I said, you know, I think the best thing for us is to get back to the heart of the matter. And that is paying attention to the people around you and serving each other. And if we're doing that, if we're really caring about everybody else and we're not going to worry about like all these little intricacies of yeah. things that we're supposed to do. Well, that's what Jordan and I talked about actually on our uh, two days in the canoe podcast one time. I hate to keep on doing that plug, but you should yeah. listen to it. If, yeah, if, if you, you have, if you don't, you should, I mean, it's not my, I, I wish I would have come up with the idea, but <laughs> it, it is a great podcast. But in that one, we talked about one of our life rules is we feel the, fill the Keurig or fill the coffee pot. Yeah. And I hear a lot of people talking about, you know, one of the biggest frustrations at their work is like, people are just selfish. They don't fill the, coffee pots and I got to go well, in. They leave the microwave you know, all day. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's just this easy way of just thinking like somebody's always coming after me. Yeah. And how can I just love them and set them up for success? And that was my point is because we can have a rule, clean the microwave if you're, you know, when you're done with it, uh, refill the Keurig when you're done with it. You're going to have all this list, but no, it's better to just have a mindset that's saying, now, wait a minute, I need to take care of the people around me and think about who's ever going to come after me. Yeah. 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 It's right, a lifestyle. Anyway, yep. This is all the more urgent for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. I love that. Hmm. Remove your dark deeds like dirty <laughs> clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. It's a common theme for him where he says our sanctification becoming more like Jesus is taking old dirty clothes off and putting on new clean clothes. Yeah. And some of us have been in the funk of just dirty clothes, dark deeds. Yeah. We're just doing what we feel like doing what we want and living miserably. And today is the day where you just put on the shining armor of right living. And the way you start is that very next decision. You started first off by listening to this podcast and getting into God's word, yeah. but you snowball that and you make the next right decision and the next right decision of putting on the shining armor of right living 
because we belong to the day. So, uh, let me inter- inter- interrupt here again. I think we're defined for time since it's a shorter chapter, but yeah. <laughs> I have to, in- I have to interject this because there's such a great illustration of this. When Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, you remember yeah. that story? Yeah. yeah. And he had him, he said, Lazarus come forth. Now, when you, you bring someone back from the dead, what's the first thing you're going to say? It's like, my brother-in-law is in the hospital right now. And when the first time I got to see him, when he woke up, he had a really serious heart attack. And for a while there, we thought we lost him. And when I came in, when he first opened his eyes, and it's like, man, Todd, so good to see you. I love you, buddy. And, and you think like, Lazarus, I'm so good to see you. Welcome back. No, that's not what he said. <laughs> first thing he says, Lazarus comes out of the tomb. He says, get his old grave clothes off. Yeah. Loose him and let him go. He yeah. shouldn't look like he's dead anymore because he's not dead anymore. That's right. And that's how it is for us as Christians is we shouldn't look like we're dead anymore. But a right. lot of professing Christians, they still wear the same clothes that they did before they became Christian. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So right. Because we belong to the day. We must not live. De- we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think about the ways to indulge your evil desires. Wow, man, that's so good. Clothe yourself with Jesus. That's right. Well, Psalms at Psalm 21. Psalm 22, right? actually. Psalm 22. Psalm 22. Sorry. Yeah. Psalm 22. Yeah, you know, it's kind of cool because in this psalm, there's a comment, there's a theme that you hear over and over praise, the word praise. It's like he's saying you, you should praise. We should praise God. Praise the Lord. And so the thing about singing in church is it is a big deal. It's, it's a much bigger deal than I think most people realize. And I think it's an affront to God when we just stand there and look at the screen that we are told to actively praise him. And it does something to us that changes us to praise him. Yeah. But I love it when he's talking in verse 20, he says, rescue me. And then 21, snatch me from the lion's gin. He's basically saying, rescue me from all these difficulties I'm up against. And then he makes this promise in verse 22, then I will declare the wonder of your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among all your people. Praise the Lord, all you who fear him. Praise him, honor him. And I want to urge you today to make up your mind that you are going to let the people around you know the goodness of God, how he has blessed you, how he's taken care of you, how he's forgiven you and openly and actively praise him, declare him. That will make it a good day. That's right. That's right. All right. It's a weekend. So uh, you make sure that you're in church Saturday, Sunday, and get into your Bibles. Read them even though you're not listening to the podcast. We'll be back on Monday. Yeah.